Uh, yeah. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it just it didn't want to work for that second. I think uh, maybe this is a problem with you and the computer. I, in other words... I don't think it likes you. I think it's a personal problem. <laughs> I have plenty of personal problems. Take a deep breath, Mike Moore. Take a deep breath. Relax. You know, doing a radio show every couple of weeks is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Feeling the pressure. Especially uh, when you're sitting across from me, not really knowing at any given time what I'm going to say. Yeah. Is that a lot of pressure for you? (laughs) I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Oh, the guy on the on the notes today. Well, we'll get to that, okay. uh, Mike Moore. Uh, I did take French in high school, but I'm really rusty. Well, so am I by uh, by all counts. But but hey, I just want you to know, as I was driving in for the podcast this morning, I was rehearsing the tagline for Theology on Mission okay, podcast. Okay, okay. Let's see how it goes. Talk about pressure. Theology on Mission, the place where w- I forget it now. <laughs> <laughs> pressure. Ah, it's that pressure. <laughs> Where theology meets the issues of culture for the sake of the kingdom. For yeah. the sake of the church and kingdom. For the Let sake me of do that Christ, one. his church, and the kingdom. Yes. Theology meets the issues of culture for the sake of Christ, his kingdom, and the church in that order. Oh, oh, well, that's a different podcast conversation <laughs> than the one we're going to be having today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good to have you back on the Theology on Mission podcast. I have across, sitting across from me, Mike Moore. My name is David Fitch. We both work at this place called Northern Seminary, which we both love. Mm-hmm. But today, I or last week, Mike Moore, on my Facebook page, which, by the way, you can follow by going to Facebook backslash Fitch est one word est that is est Fitch Latin. Uh, last week on the Facebook post, uh, I uh, I mean on the Facebook, uh, I went into uh, the Neil Young episode. I I, I love that Neil Young pulled his entire catalog of music off of Spotify in protest against the Joe Rogan podcast, also platformed on. And probably the most, well, it is by far the most yeah. famous far-reaching podcast in the universe. And I got some pushback. But anyways, before I even, th- you know, I mean, I did give this some thought. Some some thought. Called you up and I said, mm-hmm. let's take all five listeners of our podcast <laughs> off of Spotify right now. Let's join in with the protest against Joe Rogan's podcast for spreading false information about vaccines. So that's what we did, didn't we're, we? Yeah, we are sending a ripples. <laughs> ripples through the podcast sphere. I uh, mean, yeah. Spotify is shaking in horror that's that right. Theology on Mission went off of Spotify last yeah, week. Yeah, when I, I actually had to talk to a guy on Spotify, and he's like, and can I ask why you're taking this off? And I just, I, I didn't have the heart to tell him. 
You didn't tell him? No, I, I, Dude, I, what's the point if you didn't tell him? I was multitasking, and I don't know if this guy who's working at a call center oh, for, for Spotify is going to be able to really take down the beast. Well, folks, this is a huge disappointment that I'm experiencing live well, just on Theology imagine, on Mission Podcast. Speaking of disappointment, think of all those people that were listening to us on Spotify. They don't even get to hear this great banter about spotify this is quite a meta conversation all right so let's back up just a (laughs) little bit okay last week neil young pulled his entire catalog of music off spotify Mm -hmm. uh and and I'll, i'll tell you what i liked about it uh neil young is a man who uh almost died of polio as i understand it in his youth he uh the so he was an advocate of polio vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, he has children with uh, special needs issues, handicaps, very educated on how important vaccines are. And he's done a mountain of research. And he just said, you know what? I'm sorry, hmm. but I resent uh, the aggressive, um, over-the-top, lack of nuance promotion of anti-vaccine ideology i want my music off there so he called his agent yeah now there are some people by the way uh this isn't just neil young this is uh i think there's a letter out there Mm -hmm. um signed by 270 health experts it's just one of several uh protests uh, by the medical uh folks against joe rogan's covid misinformation yeah um and they're saying it's just wreaking real havoc uh of devastating proportions mm-hmm. on the populations who get bad information on on covid vaccines so the the question is uh that came on my facebook uh was this is censorship and i don't agree with joe rogan uh and I, or some came on my Facebook and said, I don't, I think there are some legitimate uh, sides to this, other sides to this. Uh, other sides being Joe Rogan's side. Joe Rogan's yeah. side of there's problems with these vaccines that we ought not to shut down the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what you're doing, Fitch, when you pulled your all three listeners off of Spotify <laughs> platform is you are doing censorship. What do you say about that? You're doing censorship because you're prioritizing certain perspectives over others. Or or you're muting certain perspectives and you're amplifying others. Yes. Is that the claim? Muting. uh, Shutting down down. the conversation. Kicking them off. Yeah. Is So the question, folks, is for us on this podcast, is this censorship? Secondly, if it is or is not censorship, the bigger question is how... Does a society as fractured as we are go about discerning and working for truth and truthfulness in the midst of so much, um, I'll call it contested truth claims, let's say about our election a couple of years ago, et cetera, et cetera. How do we go about it and how does the church contribute to furthering truth? Because I don't think we can have politics. Uh, politics in a good way. I don't think we can have people mm-hmm. uh, organized as a society without truth. Right. Well, you, you can organize people without truth. I don't know what you would call it. Fascism. Fascism or a cult. 
but I don't think you can have a functioning society. You can definitely not have a church if it's not organized around truth. So you agree with me, discerning truth in the midst of a fractured world is important. Yeah, it's, it's, it's paramount. But I don't necessarily read what, what's happening here as censorship. Can, say. Before we go on to yeah. the question, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people who accuse me and there's a lot of people who accuse my friends, which you are one, hmm. of both sidesing the issue. Yes, I have been inclu- accused of being a both sider before. I have been accused of always trying to find the middle way. Yes, which is I've always yeah. been accused, or not always. I've been accused many times of, um, you know, and I I actually yeah. claim this as as true of promoting conversations versus arguments. Right. And some people see that as a Weasley moderate way of just abdicating responsibility and ignoring power. So um, what you're about, what we're about to work through here is Mm -hmm. actually a complete and total rejection of at least the both sidesing as a strategic way to develop uh, truth in a, in a truthful society. Yeah, and sometimes both siding, both sizing, is that right? Both siding. Yeah, that's a, that's a verb. Both sizing. Both sizing is a participle verb of both sides. <laughs> so we're showing just, off over here. Just made that up. Um, it can also be pretty gnostic, right? Like, we're not going to talk about these things. Let's just talk about Christ. Let's just talk about Jesus. Yeah, these things are not as like he doesn't have impact. Impact. Yeah, it doesn't the actual actually, issues that yeah. we're dealing with. So I don't want to go too much into that yep, conversation, yep. except this does play into or resist how uh, truthfulness happens in a culture where they're so fractured and polarized. Mm-hmm. So let's get to this question: Is let's get to it? This censorship is this censorship is what you did. When you called up Spotify and said, no way, Jose, but you didn't tell him Joe Rogan was the reason, which really Well, me Well, up. okay, so you had to fill out a form, so I just chose the other. But anyhow, go ahead. Okay, so the point is, is that censorship when Neil Young pulls his music? By the way, others have followed him, not just us. On That's Theology right. The Mission. great Neil Young has been followed by us. <laughs> by us, and then we, a whole slew of artists have taken our lead. We're, we're taking them with us. So I don't, I don't. I don't see this as a censorship. I see because. it as we are um, we're choosing an al- we're choosing an alternative place. All right, we've we've opted like, out. Let me take that in. Okay. We're choosing an alternative place. Mm-hmm. Explain. People are people out there. All five that are left after Spotify is gone are wondering how does that make sense. Well, I'm using the word alternative in a way that, you know, Harawas and other counter-formation theologians would use the word. I'm saying that if a community gathers around truth, it's going to be alternative to the world's narratives of empire, dominance, and untruth. It's, it's a counter way of living life around what is true. I, I, I don't see that as an opting out. I see it as a different mode of discourse. Yeah, but you're shutting down one voice, the people are saying. Well, I'm not shutting down Joe Rogan's voice. Are, are, are you saying this in response to people who are signing the petition? Uh, if, if, so if, if we're successful and we do get Joe Rogan taken off mm-hmm. uh, the Spotify platform, that's going to be shutting down his voice. 
Yeah. What do you say to that? Well, I say, uh, for me, I'm not trying to get Joe Rogan's voice shut down. I'm just trying to amplify truth. Yeah, I mean, here's what I... Uh, oh, oh, say that again one more time. I'm almost... Uh, I almost went to what I was saying without listening to you, yeah. which is a bad trait, no, by it's the way. Right. Go ahead, say it. Yeah, I'm not trying to shut down Joe Rogan's voice. I'm just trying to amplify truth. I like it. I like it. It's a mode of of witnessing a word mm -hmm. that's going to become important in this podcast to truth over not truth. Right. Now, uh, here's what I want to say uh, uh, as to why I don't think it's censorship. I think censorship happens from top down in, uh, let's call it um, regimes of knowledge. Uh, the way knowledge works in mm -hmm. a country or a corporation or even the church regime there's structures of knowledge and in a polarized world okay if if there's power used from top down or power over to shut something down like let's say the government decided we're going to our group of policy experts that know everything are going to tell you what to believe we're going to mm -hmm. shut it down right i believe that's censorship yes and I don't even know if I have an opinion on that as to if that kind of censorship is ever appropriate. Mm -hmm. But for right now, I'll just say, not for the church. Right. Okay. But when you have an artist pulling his catalog from a platform as a bottom up, it, it's bottom up. It's I'm down here and I just don't want to be associated with this. I am disrupting. Mm -hmm the edifice, the regime of knowledge, it's very different in my opinion. Right. There's a very big difference from censorship and someone uh, pulling his catalog from a platform at great cost probably, by the way. Right, and the health experts who are signing this petition, this was initiated from Neil Young, I yeah. presume, right? Yeah. This, was an, this has not been initiated from the CEO of Spotify. No. And uh, I w was not initiated from uh, the government telling, uh, like, I, I don't really know how I feel about the government's interventions on Facebook and other things, sure. because there's just a lot of crap going on yeah. on Facebook and social media in general. I'm, I'm not commenting on this. What I am saying is I don't believe what Neil Young did um, is censorship. And I believe that true truthfulness, the pushing forward of truth, in a fractured world happens this way from the bottom up not the top down yeah the, there's a question i i always like to come back to and the question is do you have too much to lose in being honest do you have too much to lose in being truthful and i think for those at the top um, for spotify for example they have a lot to lose if they're being truthful because I, I don't remember the number, I looked it up at some point, but Joe Rogan is making, you know, is it, bringing all kinds of money to Spotify. Yeah. And if they're truthful, then they end up losing that economic benefit. Uh, and this gets to another word, folks, if you're taking notes, parisia, the, uh, the uh, speaking truth boldly word that was used in various parts of Acts, but was also a rhetorical understanding of how truth happens in a society. When you, at great personal cost, say something, the credibility of that truth is 
amplified in yeah. a culture. Yeah. If I have nothing to lose, that gains less traction right. in a culture. And so this gets so so this gets back. Sorry, this gets to my third point mm -hmm. about how truth gets worked out in a polarized culture. Now, I am kind of relying on critique of ideology, uh, some post-Marxism stuff that, that I like to understand, helps me understand what's going on in an ideologized world. But there's, uh, uh, it's the way ideology gets disrupted. Is happens from the bottom up, not the top down. This is why I think the church has such an important role to play in our culture. We don't try to go and align ourselves with a government official, the president of the United States, a congressman, mm -hmm. or, or work out truth from the top down. We work it out on local levels and live it. Yeah. Live it, martyrion, witness it in our lives, and it disrupts and gives witness to the truth in ways nothing else can. Hmm. And this is the way God chose to come into the world through yes. Jesus Christ. This is the Jesus we follow. All right, now uh, I've been talking way too much, but let me just read a little thing out of the end of evangelicalism, mm -hmm. question mark, a book I wrote, oh, 15 years ago, um, about Alan, De Alan Bedou. Bedou? Uh, he, the way he thinks truth happens in a ideological edifice. Uh, you know what? I, can you help people understand why I keep? Yeah, when you have a country formed ideologically, uh, divided, pol and polarized opposites, people believing things ideologically, their very subjectivity, their selves have been formed to believe this, and it's part of their identity. You can't break through. Yeah. Yeah. Just by arguments. Right. Something else ha has to happen. Disrupt it, yeah. It's what Badu calls a truth event. The revealing of the ideolo ideologies inadequacies to deal with real life situations emerges. And he says the truth erupts mm -hmm. from given structures of knowledge or situations, he calls it. And true transformation requires this uh, invasion of something radically new. Because the existing structure of knowledge is so dominating. Yeah. I feel like that's where we're at these days. And Badu says it's an event. And, and what happens in this event is truth is revealed and, and uh, it clears a site, a space, where people can be faithful to the truth. He actually calls it uh, a militant, can emerge to be faithful to the truth. Mm -hmm. And a community forms around the truth and it disrupts the ideology. Yeah. This is the way truth will come to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Is by people saying no, no thanks. It's like Bartleby, uh, that's a Zizek uh, favorite story of Melville's, where this guy says to the, he works in a law office with this Herman? machinery. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, gotcha. With yes. this, all this machinery, you know, this uh, mm -hmm. corporate machinery, you know, the fax machines. The, the uh, he didn't have fax machines, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he was a copier. Yeah. And the lawyer just said, "Will you make me a copy?" And he says, "Thanks a lot, but I prefer not to." And he kind of threw a wrench into the whole machinery of the mm -hmm. law firm and all the machinery of the ideology going on. And that's kind of like what yeah, we yeah. have to do. We have to be. Um, People that say, no, I've done research. My name's Neil Young. 
and uh, I have kids this affects, and I've done a lot of research, and I'm offended by this lack of truth. I prefer not to. Now, it's out of his real life that he does this. It's mm-hmm. not just ideologically saying, you know what? You have really made me angry. I'm done with you. I'm going. I'm, go- I'm trying to take you down. Yeah. The, it's out of this stuff that truth will come to the forefront. You, you, so you don't start from the top down. You start from below. If you start from the top, it always gets absorbed by the power structures. You always witness from below. Truth will be worked out from below. Yeah. Okay, so so um, final point. Neil Young as a model for the church. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Bottom up, costing him something. Um, yeah, I think it's a model of the church. We talked about this earlier. Jesus is the model of the church um, before Neil Young was the model of the church. Yeah, we don't we don't like the word model, but uh, uh, Neil Young can be a kind of, um, yeah, a model. I'm just going to stick with the word model because he is doing it out of his own life. This is not an ideological idea. He has done the research. He's lived this. Can the church live truth and out of their own struggles and pains? This goes for sexuality. This goes for racism. This goes for gender. This goes for poverty, economics, all the brokenness of the world. Can the church struggle and out of our own lives, can we say, no, we're not going to participate in that anymore. Right. We're not going to participate in the economics of injustice. We're not going to participate in racism. Here's a different way. We're not going to participate participate in sexuality, at least in this way. We're another way. It's borne out in my own personal story. So often I feel like when we're talking about these issues, we're making ideological arguments, and we're not bearing witness to what actually God in Christ is doing in our real lives as the people of Jesus yeah, yeah. in the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm tracking you. I think you're saying Neil Young is the paragon par excellence for the church. Is that is that what we got? So I think what we got with Neil Young is a model for the church. A model for the church uh, that exemplifies Jesus. Okay, Neil Young is a model for the church that exemplifies Jesus. I know that's a bit of a risky thing to say, but let me explain. It's like I was saying, two things. What does he do? He he's he's making a statement of resistance out of his own life. Mm-hmm. Parousia is what we talked about earlier in the podcast, and and so out of his own personal story and deep deep research, this is not um, ideological half speak. This is out of his own lived experience. Christians need to do that. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came. God came to be in real life to mm-hmm. give bear witness to another way. The second thing is, it's going to cost, I think it's going to cost Neil Young some money. It, it's probably going to cost you and me a few listeners. Can you handle that cost, Mike Moore? I can do it. It's but, fine. Rice and beans. It, if it costs you something... Um, it bears witness that there's something more important to this and than, than just the ideological uh, trying to get more followers or yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. And um, so I really think that this is a model of martyrdom, not um, 
not martyrdom in the terms of I'm going to be killed at right. the stake for saying I will not renounce Jesus, but martyrdom in the terms of it cost me my life, it comes from my life, it's a witness and points to Jesus. I, I'm not saying that's what Neil Young's doing, but I'm saying that's the model we can do as the church to work for truth yeah. and truthfulness in our culture. Yeah. And, it, and it's the kind of truth that can't be bought. Like Neil Young's not going to change his mind uh, based on a certain dollar sign. It's this truth conviction that goes to the core of who he is. And that reminds me of Jesus and like his truth conviction. Like when he goes into the wilderness and he's tempted, uh, his, his truthfulness cannot be bought. It can't be purchased for a price. And of course, standing before Pilate, yep. he chose not. That's right. To uh, uh, he had no aspirations to take Pilate's place of power, mm -hmm. Herod's place of power, anybody's. He said, "My kingdom is not of this world." Or, in other words, right. I don't operate on the same principles, on the same power that you do. It's a different, and different wavelength. This is, I think, some some. This is certainly uh, up for conversation and debate. But this is why I think Neil Young's got something to say to us. How do we, out of our own personal lives, say, no, thank you. I am not going to participate in this untruth. Because if a whole mm -hmm. bunch of people follow and the truth is tested out or the untruth is exposed, right. this is how we progress as a society towards truth and truthfulness. And we are in need of that, sore need of that in our culture today. Yeah. Can the church lead the way? Yes. Can the church be the place where truthfulness is found? All right. That was a lot. We had some serious tech problems on this episode. Yeah, we had a few technological hiccups along the way, but that's okay. That's par for the course. By the way, I think you need a new computer. I do need a new computer. I think we need to start it from the bottom up, and people need to begin to petition for exactly. my new so computer. People please. out there, if you're going to write a review... <laughs> Uh, say something about that's right. our need for a new uh, computer. But that's all we need to say about that, folks. Yeah, uh, It's a wrap for another Theology on Mission podcast. Um, we're so glad to have had you with us. Mm -hmm. uh, if you feel so moved, give us a review on whatever platform. Not, yeah. not Spotify, but what, <laughs> on whatever platform you listen. Spread the word about Theology on Mission podcast, and uh, we hope to see you again on the next uh um, episode, which probably will be in two to three weeks. Until then, it's over and out. Mike Moore. Dave Fitch. We'll see you next time.